When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome today to Z Sports Prime Time, not from the Zen Sports Studio here at Everbank Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great people at Zen Sports. $1,000 no danger first wager is what they offer you. Go to Zen Sports, download the app, plug in that promo code, get that up to $1,000 no danger first wager, and wager to your little heart's desire. Zen Sports is where you go. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, they cannot protect you from bad football, but they will protect your constitutional rights. AmandaJGentry.com, wherever justice demands, and TrueMav Fitness, where I know my dear friend, Worth Campbell, the owner and head trainer at TrueMav Fitness, a diehard Titans fan, is probably going through it. Luckily for Worth, it is his uh, little boy's second birthday, and he will help you get into the best shape of your life at True Math Fitness. The best workout in Middle Tennessee is at True Math Fitness. Your first workout is free at truemathfitness.com. <sighs> All right. Where to begin this evening with this particular football team? They are three and seven. Uh, they were really never in this one. It is as bad a loss as they've taken, even if they scored the first two road touchdowns of the season here in Jacksonville. It still felt, because they didn't do it until late, it still felt like this team uh, was very much dead on arrival. With week 11 and them having only played one divisional game to date prior to this one taking place, you thought that if you're looking for any reason to be optimistic, and certainly they've not provided you with many, but you could look at this and say, all right, well, divisional games still, five divisional games still left, now four. After this one, you can do some damage and and dig yourself out of the hole that you have put yourself in. And obviously, they did the exact opposite of that. So your two Rivers Ford take uh, here on this Sunday evening in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. I don't do record predictions, but I'm curious to know how you guys feel about this, given what the schedule looks like. How many more games will the Titans win this season? You're going to hear from Mike Vrabel. His job was called into question today. The, the question was asked. Uh, Kaharski asked the question. Um, Paul brought it up in the uh, as we were walking down from the press box here in Jacksonville to the visiting team's interview room. Uh, said, you know, probably going to bring it up today. And honestly, if Paul didn't ask the question, I I was certainly thinking the same thing myself. And I knew how he would answer it. And we'll play for you his answer Mike Vrabel's answer here in just a little bit, and we'll talk about how safe is Mike Vrabel's job actually right now versus how how safe is it actually versus what fans want, which I think are two different conversations. Um, but how many more games do you think this Titans team is going to win this year? Two Rivers Ford take. You can let me know in the comment section. You're going to hear from Will Levis and Derek Henry as well. Um, it's it's pretty pretty tough sledding because as you look at the Titans, uh, Trevor Lawrence today had two passing touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns. And the Jags just marched up and down the field on this team. Now, they were also gifted 14 points 
off of two very bad turnovers, a Eric Gare uh, muffed punt, or I guess a fumbled punt return. It wasn't a muffed punt. He returned it, uh, looked like successfully, and then long snapper came through, put a helmet on the ball and knocked it out to kind of seal any opportunity that they might have have to come back after they scored their first touchdown of the day in the second half, a, uh, a, that was like a double flea flicker type of situation uh, that Levis hit DeAndre Hopkins on. Levis also threw a touchdown pass to Jeff Simmons, which, you know, under normal circumstances would be the highlight of the day. But of course, when you're getting blown out and the, the game is well out of hand, because I think at that time when they scored that touchdown, it pulled them simply within 20 points of the Jags as opposed to being shut out at the time where they were dangerously close, uh, teetering on a shutout for the first time since 2019 when Marcus Mariota was benched in Denver. So how many more games will the Titans win this season? Seven left to go. They are currently uh, they are currently now 0-7 on the road. It is very possible that the Titans with, uh, final, with two final games well, I guess uh, that they would be 0-9, even though the Ravens game was technically a home game. So we'll call it 0-9, potentially, uh, on games away from Nissan Stadium. They have games left at Miami and at Houston. And I don't know how many of you caught, caught C.J. Stroud today, but uh, oof, it's it's something. Um, anyway, so how many more games will they win? It's your two reverse four take. It's available to you uh, to comment on, to weigh in on. In the comment section, while you do that, I'll tell you about our great friends at Two Rivers Ford. They'll never let you down at Two Rivers Ford. They have not for 40 years as a locally owned business in Middle Tennessee, powered by Ford, driven by people. Nobody cares more for their customers than Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So how many more games will the Titans win down the stretch? Well, I don't. I'm, I certainly wouldn't pick, a, pick them to win a game on the road. And there are two left of those remaining on the season. Now, uh, you know, if you're spinning this thing positive, if you want to do that today, you're welcome to. Um, they have seven of those games left at home, which is as good a thing as you could say. Or excuse me, not seven of those games. They have uh, five of those games, five of those seven remaining games at home. So perhaps they pull this thing a little closer. I don't think they're going to win all their games at home either. But, you know, that's kind of where we're at with this team. Uh, it's been lifeless, the Titans' offense. Uh, defense has pulled their weight today. Explosive plays were really, really tough, and they put the defense in bad positions today, did the offense. Aaron Brewer had a high snap. Uh, he keeps doing it at a shotgun when they're running. And I was talking to uh, talking to a couple of people familiar with the situation, sources close to the Titans in this situation, and it was pointed out to me that it's almost always at a shotgun, and it's almost always when he's when they're getting ready to run the football. Uh, it's also something that Steve Lehman of News Channel 5 brought up in the press box, and then I was texting some people about it, and that was uh, confirmed that it's all almost always uh, on a run play and a run play out of the shotgun is where Brewer has these high snaps. So it's identifiable whether it's correctable or not. Um, he's had a couple of those this year. The uh, they have been outscored this year. The Titans have been 140 to 70. Teams are literally doubling their scoring output. This team came into today scoring 17.1. Obviously, with 14 points, they did not achieve their season per game average of 17.1. So fair to expect that that number would dip. And by the way, those two touchdowns came uh, 
with the game basically over. So, um, how many more games will they win on the road this season? Man, is that a loaded question. Uh, I, I'm looking at their schedule, and Carolina is obviously the next game at, at hand. Then they go to Miami. Uh, excuse me. They have two consecutive home games, Panthers and Colts, before they go to Miami on uh, December the 11th for Monday Night Football. I don't know if ESPN can flex out of that, but now would be a good time to. Certainly, I don't know that ESPN, I can't remember whether ESPN has flex power this year or not, but uh, I would not want that on primetime Titans versus Dolphins in this particular instance. So home, the, let me lay out the home games first. So you know that they're on the road for Dolphins and Texans uh, on New Year's Eve is the at Texans game. So look forward to spending my New Year's Eve watching the Titans in a road game. Um, but home for Panthers, Colts, Texans, Seahawks, and another match at the end of the year, the regular season finale against the Jags. How many more of those games will they win? You know, I I don't think that I, if you made me pick them, right, and I don't pick games, but if you made me pick them, I would probably pick them against the Panthers at home. But that's it. Uh, you know, whether they win more than, we'll call it, a hypothetical four games or not this season remains to be seen. Fluky stuff happens in the NFL all the time, but this is not a team where fluky stuff uh, is happening in their favor, right? They are they are summarily bad. And as you look at the way that they've struggled, um, as you look at the different areas that they've struggled in, Chris Hubbard ruled out today with an elbow injury. Jalen Duncan, who's just now learning how to play left tackle, is starting at right, or not starting, but playing or filling in. Uh, in a reserve role as the right tackle. And they're just, you know, they're running out of dudes to to trot out there on the offensive line. They're down to their third and fourth guys at this point. Um, so I would probably only with with any kind of confidence think that they, and they will be favored at home against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are a different form of wretched. But I, I told Blaine Bishop and Mickey Ryan uh, and Kayla Anderson this today on the, uh, on the pregame show, I am, you can't ever tell me that it can't get worse because you know, today I know they scored two, two touchdowns on the road for the first time this season uh, or touchdowns on the road for the first time this season. But like, I don't know how you couldn't look at that result today and think that that didn't feel worse than the Bucks game, worse than the, uh, worse than the Steelers game, obviously worse than the Falcons game. Uh, the last time this team won a game, we are almost a month removed from them winning a game. And we'll talk about Mike Vrabel's job security. You'll hear Mike talk about it here in just a second. But we asked Derek uh, about, you know, where the disconnect is. And, uh, you know, I thought Derek handled it as well as he could have possibly done. Doing whatever I can to help us win in any possible way. Um, I have to, I don't know, evaluate a little more harder, um, run harder, break more tackles. Um, but I'm trying to figure it out best way I can to um, be a better player for this team. You, you look you look at these last 19 games, I think you guys were what, like 3-16. and 16. It's kind of hit rock bottom. What is it about Mike Vrabel that you feel makes him need to remain your, your head coach? Um, uh, I mean, we feel like a lot of us you know, on the team feel like we're just not playing great as a team. Um, all the stuff that flicked the wounds on you know, drives and things that we know that, you know, we can be better at and um, execute and things like that. Um, you know, I, as far as, you know, coach being the head coach, I feel like, you know, um, you know I feel like he's done a great job. Um, 
farther, higher up the system on anything else, if, you, if you're trying to ask. But I feel like, you know, we build a culture here, um, establish that culture. But right now, we're just not playing to that standard. And, um, you know, it's, it's costing us. And, but, you know, you still got to go to work, still got seven games left. And do the best you can from, from here on out. Where's that disconnect, Derek, happened maybe yeah. between a good week of practice and then not executing in a game? Because we talked to Will and he seemed yeah. like you guys felt like you've been up to speed in the week of work and then just not putting it together. Yeah, I mean, if we felt good all week. felt like we had a good week of preparation. And then you come out here and just don't execute. Um, you know, we're just not playing like a good fo football team right now. And, I mean, that's just been a repetitive thing, you know, this, this whole season. And if you're inconsistent in this league, it's going to show. So, um, you know, uh, I think, you know, you just learn from, from this game um, and try to be as positive as possible when it's hard to be. Um, and then, like I said, there's seven games left. Um, see how those turn out. Um, but, um, you know, just trying to be better um, week after week and then letting those good weeks of practice translate in the game, you know, in, in, in any way we can. Can you're in the so that's Derek Henry uh, in the locker room a couple, uh, as we do the primetime show, a couple of hours ago. Uh, a to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by Zen Sports, whether you're betting on the Titans, God help you, or your favorite NFL team, your other favorite NFL team, if you have a favorite NFL team, perhaps you're thinking of switching. Either way, whether it's college, pro, uh, basketball, Indiana lost by 20 today to UConn. I just... I can't even deal with that. That's a, it's, it's, If we're going to be miserable, we might as well be miserable together. It's the first time that I have suffered as much as you have suffered uh, in real time during a Titans game because my Hoosiers uh, just got smoked by UConn. Either way, whatever you're betting, do so at Zen Sports with your $1,000 no danger first wager. You do so by plugging in the promo code ATOZTN in the app. Your no danger first wager up to $1,000 is what will be unlocked can bet on all your favorite major sports terms and conditions do apply must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet gambling problem call the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 so that's Derek Henry uh talking about it and we, we spent a little more time I thought Derek handled it as, as good as humanly possible I thought Jeff Simmons handled it really well and you'll hear from Levis uh before we get to Mike Rayland well actually you'll hear from Levis uh at the end of the show we'll hear from mike brable on his job security or if he's thinking about his job security in just a moment um they don't you know i've said this before they don't have answers the answer is get better players the answer is draft uh and don't squander top draft choices like first round picks and second round picks that don't contribute the way that Traylon Burks, I mean, Dylan Raiden's out there trying today. Um, Caleb Farley, like, you know, Isaiah Wilson, like the same names that we've, we've been talking about for, for several years at this point. They have, uh, my my agent texted me today, uh, as a matter of fact, asking if Mike Vrabel's job, um, you know, or, or saying basically that the Vrabel era looked like it was coming to an end. And I had to explain to him, like, yeah, I mean, the results are bad. Like they're three and 16 in their last 19, I think is the stat. And Mike, you know, that's that's what you're judged on. The same way that players are judged on performance, coaches are judged on performance, and they are not performing. They are not winning. They are not doing much of anything. <laughs> they're, they exist. <laughs> they, they exist. And I had, to, I had to kind of walk my agent through the, the what's happened here in the last couple of years, where they had 
really three straight drafts under John Robinson where they came out with two players who were meaningful contributors. Those two players are Christian Fulton and Roger McCreary. And they're not that good, right? Like Fulton is not a sure, I mean, they're both second round picks, McCreary and Fulton. So they're playing well for well enough for second round picks. I know Fulton um, gave up a 34 yarder today that people were quick to jump on his back about, but that ignores that he's been playing really good football for the past couple of weeks. It's going to happen. It's just, you know, Christian Fulton is a lightning rod for obvious reasons. Uh, you can't have the start to the season that he did and and not be, even if he's rebounded that way. People are going to jump on your back, and he knows that. Uh, and we talked to Christian today, and you know, I thought I thought he's handled himself pretty well. But think about that. In three drafts, and I know there's been four drafts since the 2019 season, but in three drafts under John Robinson after the 2019 season, they've come away with two meaningful contributors in McCreary and Fulton. It's just not sustainable. You can't whiff on personnel the way that they have. And, you know, if you're trying to chase that through free agency, then you've already lost the battle because then you butcher your salary cap. You, you try and, and patch things up when there's really – it's more than just a patch. These these are – this thing is broken. It's legitimately broken. And, you know, the only way to get it back on the rails is to not botch the parts that you're going to use – to put it back together. I personally, and we'll get to, we'll get to the Vrabel stuff here in just a second. Um, you know, I think that there is a lot here that people are going to want. And we talked about this last week. You're going to want people fired. You're going to want people benched and it'll continue to do that. Cause they're not going to win that many more games this year. They know that we know that. And you know, it's just about how they look in this and they didn't look good today. On top of everything else, people are going to question effort. People are going to question uh, finish. People are going to question all the things that we think or that we have in years past prior to this wretched stretch of football that they're playing that we have associated with Mike Rabel coach teams. And that's fair. You, you are completely right to demand all of those things. They just, they can't. They physically, they effort is one thing. And I, you know, I, I don't think there's a lack of effort out there. It's, that's a tough thing for me to evaluate and, I don't, I don't think that's a fair thing for me to evaluate. You can you can have whatever opinion you like about the level of effort that's out there on the field. Uh, I, I just don't think that's a fair that's a fair criticism for me personally to make. But as we as we look at this situation, there are no fixes because they can, and and really the offensive line is the thing, right? You cannot go into another offseason and miss on draft picks. And it's not a free agency thing. There are no offensive linemen in free agency that are going to help you meaningfully. The best free agent offensive lineman out there this year was Mike McGlinchey. Um, and I bet you that Broncos fans are not overwhelmingly pleased with the price tag that Mike McGlinchey, the former San Francisco 49er offensive lineman, came to Denver with, right? You don't overpay uh, for offensive linemen and free agency, because if they're hitting free agency, then they're not worth that overpay. Dillard was a value deal. Now, Dillard, I say value deal, like he has provided some value to this football team, but they tried to make a value play with Dillard. It blew up in their faces, right? I, they they tried. It doesn't matter, but they tried. That, like, Mike McGlinchey and Andre Dillard are the kind of players that you're talking about. Again, you can say, well, it can't get worse than the group that they currently have. 
well, that's what you told me last year. And I told you just because the names on the jerseys are different doesn't mean that they're a better group. It just means that they're a different group. And this one is a worse group than, than what we've seen. Um, and by the way, that, you know, Skaronsky is the best thing that they have, but like even he's not playing well enough. And it's impossible when the situation is bad around you, whether it's Brewer or today Radens or Dillard and um, Duncan, guys just trying to, trying to get through it. That's all they're capable of doing right now is trying to get through it. The best thing that they can do is get through it without getting that quarterback hurt because there are some hits today that, you know, I know Levis is built like a damn transformer, but it can't keep happening like this. It just, it truly cannot. Uh, A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands Amanda J. and her crew have you covered. They have protected Tennesseans' constitutional rights in 35 counties in Tennessee family and criminal courts in this great state. They mean, well, we're not in this great state today, but back home in Tennessee, where I will be flying back to uh, right after we wrap up the primetime show, amandajgentry.com for more information. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. has you covered. So let's talk about Brable's uh, job security. How safe do you think Mike Rabel's job is right now? And and I want you to think about it this way, okay? There's a difference between what you want, how safe you think Mike Rabel's job is, and how think you how safe. And I want you to think I want you to think about it within this context, not not from like a. I know that you guys are fans, so I'm not going to tell you. Don't think like a fan, but like realistically, if you're Amy Adams Strunk. And if you know anything about Amy Adamstrunk, if you've paid attention to the way that her and Vrabel, um, their what their uh, what their employer-employee relationship is, how realistic or how how secure do you think Mike Vrabel's job is? Try to remove yourself from the emotional component that you're going to have with this today, and that's fine. You can be emotional, and you can lob whatever shit out there that you want. It doesn't matter. It's your comment to make. But for this exercise, try and think about it from your ownership standpoint. Now, you may say on behalf of the ownership, I want everybody fired. And that's fine. You can have that opinion. But I do think there's probably some middle ground that we will find in there together. We will uh, play that clip for you of Mike Rabel being asked about if he's coaching for his job or not. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, GaryAshton.com. Don't sell without the intel. All right. So, Mike Vrabel is not getting results. Simply put, not getting results right now. The roster is bad, and Mike Vrabel is not getting results from them. You can say, well, it's his job. That's his job to get results, and he's not getting them, and that that be a fireable offense. And you can say, how many coaches would survive a stretch of bad football? How many tenured head coaches, like not first-year guys, right? Not, I mean, even though Frank Reich might it's entirely possible Frank Reich gets fired this offseason. I think that's real, but he's not a first-time head coach, right? That Rabel, who has been in the NFL long enough, who's had this job for a period of time, um, how many coaches would get the opportunity to continue doing their job? And I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure that he is 100% safe. What I will say, somebody asked me today on Twitter, uh, how safe is Mike Vrabel? And I, or are they going to basically, do you think he loses his job? And I said, not yet. Um, Cause at a certain point, ownership just may feel the need to change something up for the sake of changing things up. I, I'm, I don't 
think that those are always good decisions, but I do acknowledge that this is it's bad. I mean, it, it's really, really bad. And the answer can still be the personnel is bad and that Mike is doing whatever he can with, you know, whatever the, whatever the hell this roster is. Um, but there's, there's, there's only so many times that you can say it before people start to hold that thing over your neck. Now that, that was John Robinson, right? The John Robinson experience. You guys were uh, vehement about John Robinson year over year over year. And then finally they did it. And many of you were satisfied with the results and things haven't gotten better since they fired John, but Rand just got here. So he's going to have ample opportunity, but he's, he's the new guy, right? He's not going to get, he's not going to be the one, the face that people associate with this. Uh, you've moved on from blaming Ryan Tannehill for all your woes. And now you've moved on to Mike Vrabel. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how safe I think he is with the organization in just a second. But first I want you to hear from Mike Vrabel when he was asked the question uh, a few hours ago. Oh, I don't, I don't, try to concern myself with that. I, I really am focused on these players. I, I hurt for them. I like, I played 14 years, won some games, won some championships. I, 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 I am frustrated for the players. I'm disappointed for the players. I want them to have success. I know how hard uh, they, they work and that they put it in, put into it. So that's what my focus is. My focus is on, on coaching this team, I'm trying to, to get these guys to understand that there's a fine line in this league of winning and losing and, uh, and, and finding a way to get a win. That, that's what I'm focused on. I'm not, I'll let you guys, you know, fire me each week or not fire me. I don't, I really, I apologize. I appreciate your question. I do. I will always understand that. We, we have to improve and we have to win. Those are things that we have to do. Why can't they get better results? Well, I mean, we're, sometimes we do have some results and, you know, it doesn't, uh, doesn't translate into uh, victories because of some of the mistakes. And so I, I can't, I have to do a great job of trying to continue to show us the things that we did well, the things that uh, are minor mistakes, and then the ones that, that get us beat. And those will be the things that we'll always do and uh, start to complement each other, start to play better field position and, and try to create some turnovers on defense and take care of the football and, Win, this, win the kicking game each week and be able to flip fields when we have to with Stoney and, you know, get the first first down and all those things that we've done, you know, that we have to, you know, get back to. That's Mike Vrabel uh, speaking earlier today or early this evening about the status of his job and how safe do I think Mike Vrabel is? Well, I think I think he is safer than not, for sure. I think he is safer than not. Carolina is a very important week. You cannot you cannot walk out of that Panthers game at home a loser. Um, I don't think that he should be immediately fired if they lose the Panthers game. But I think that the way that I view this now is it they I well regardless of what happens, I. Th- I am 100% certain that he would be given the opportunity to finish out the season. I do think that the ownership, that the relationship that he has with Amy and the owners, uh, the, the, the ownership group, I think I'm, I'm, 
pretty close to 100% certain that they would let him finish out the season if things really nosedive like a loss to the worst team in football at home in front of your fans. They are they are confident that Mike is an asset. That confidence can wane when there's seven more weeks of this shit that they're going to have to slog through. So, you know, what John got fired, I think, the first week of December, maybe the second week of December, I think. I'm trying to remember if he got fired. He got fired after the Eagles game, which was early December, because then, yeah. Um, so, because we did the toy field. We were at toy field that day. By the way, toy field coming back up for uh, for those of you who are radio show listeners. Uh, we always appreciate the uh, the donations that you bring when we do those broadcasts. And that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you're shopping for your uh, gifts for children or for uh, for seniors because uh, seniors need gifts at this time of year too. So we'll keep you updated on that on the radio show. Anyway, seven weeks, a long time. Um, check back in with me next week because I am confident that regardless of how this, uh, not regardless, if things stayed the course for how bad it is right now, I think Mike Vrabel's back. If they continue to look worse, as we've talked about in these three weeks, it has looked worse week over week as, a, uh, as opposed to improvement. And there's reasons for that, but you know, it's people are going to, you're going to look at reasons versus excuses. And the line between those two things is, is very, very blurred, especially when you're a three win football team. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you that Mike Vrabel is 100% safe or, or by the way that he should be, sorry, I keep knocking the stand that I have my, uh, my setup on here. Um, because the results are really, really bad. Like I'm not going to dismiss people who say that they, that they want Mike Vrabel fired. I'm going to disagree and I think that Mike should be given the opportunity to finish out this season, that he's putting his fate in Rand Carthon in the front office's hands more than he ever has put it in a front office's hands. And that he should be given the opportunity to try and turn this thing around. Seven weeks, a long time. So we'll see how much of that comes to pass, uh, how much worse uh, or better they might look in the next seven weeks. I don't think I would say the former as opposed to the latter based on where this thing is trending right now. But um, you can't say as a blanket statement, well, Mike Frickle's not getting fired. I think, I, well, I don't think he's getting fired. Let me say that. I don't think he's getting fired. But seven weeks is a long time. So, you know, we, we could revisit this uh, every week if you want to. But that was Mike Frickle on his job security. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us tonight. Well, actually, I want you to hear from Will Levis really quick um, because we asked Will Levis, because he's he's the, I don't want to say he's a victim, but he's kind of a victim in all of this. He's just you know trying to come in here and do his job, and it's a shitty job that he took over, and Tannehill's probably, probably like, you know, keep your head up, bud. At some point, they're going to turn on you. <laughs> uh, uh, them being you guys, <laughs> you guys are going to turn on him at some point. Um, where if uh, If the production continues to be this poor and you know because that's that's the way this works it's the blame game right 
If it's not the face of Andre Dillard, it's the face of Brian Tannehill. If it's not the face of Brian Tannehill, it's the face of Tim Kelly. If it's not the face of Tim Kelly, it's the face of Todd Downing. If it's not the face of Todd Downing, it's the face of Mike Rabel, right? So at some point, or Christian Fulton, right? Like you guys, you guys assign a lot of you. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say like all of you, because I don't want to speak for all of you, but, and, and you get to as fans, like assign blame to one individual when in reality, there's all kinds of shit wrong. <laughs> there's all kinds of shit wrong and getting rid of one person or blaming one person. Is not going to fix all the failures that are happening right now. But I do want you to hear from Will Levis because uh, we asked him a couple of questions about it today. I asked him about where he feels like the biggest disconnect is uh, since he took over. Um, you know, now that he's had, what, four starts, kind of get a grasp on this. And you'll hear from him just in a second right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the great people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulf, it's the best workout that you will find if you are frustrated about your football team. You know what's a great way to, in a productive manner, work out that stress? A workout at True Math Fitness. A new way to work out for the best version of you. No workout is ever recycled or repeated. True Math always goes above and beyond to put you in the best position to succeed. The coaching staff is awesome. I go there for personal training. Um, you know, not to brag on myself, but you guys have, have seen how much weight that I've been able to lose, how much better shape that I'm in, and that is a credit absolutely to True Math Fitness and the work that they have done. Uh, ask for Worth Campbell. He is also a suffering Titans fan, and he will commiserate with you as he gets you in better shape. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. All right, so uh, we won't do an end-of-show video, as is the custom, but we will end with Will Levis uh, speaking about the situation. Rookie quarterback doing all he can right now. Doesn't have a lot to work with, but you know, kind of interesting to see his pers- or hear his perspective on it because I do think he's more and maybe this they'll get this out of him the more time that he spends in the NFL I do think he's a little more publicly transparent at least in our settings with him uh than quarterbacks of years past shall we say not executing on the keys we talked about all week it's been the same theme which is being efficient on first and second coming out and start strong and you know they look internally, but I can do myself better. We all got to look internally, but we also got to look at the guy next to us and do what we can to help the dudes next to us and come together as a team right now. It, but it's frustrating. In these moments, how, how important is it for you guys to not press beyond, like, trying to do what it is that's within your control? Yeah, I mean, that's we made that point towards the end there. Like, we're still playing our style of ball. Even the, when you're in a position there, that's easy to think that you got to force something you got to try to make something happen. We talk about wanting to make a play. Some guys step up making a play. But... Um, you know, being aggressive, but um, being not reckless with decisions and with the ball in our hands. You feel like there's something since you've taken over that's gotten like at least incrementally better over that period of time with the offense, or is that part of the struggle with it, that there's not something? I mean, we definitely have hoped for some more improvement over the last few weeks. Um, we thought we'd do some great things in practice to put us in a good spot to execute today, but that's, we just didn't do it. And that's what it comes down to, just going out there executing the game plan and uh, too many mistakes that put us in bad position. At the risk of sounding redundant, is that is that really where the disconnect is coming? You guys feel good about it in practice and then it just doesn't manifest in the game? Yeah, like that's the worst when you have a, a good week of practice and then you can't let it transition into Sunday. And um, I feel like that's, that's the, the case both these last couple weeks. Like I feel like we had two really good solid weeks of practice and the focus just wasn't there um, come game day. So we got to figure out how to, how to, how to fix that. Um, leadership, we got to step up and figure out what we can do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's disheartening for sure. When you say focus. It's disheartening for sure. Look how much darker it got between the time we played that video and the time 
that we came back. Um, it's just oh, it's because they're turning the lights off here at the stadium. I, means I probably need to go soon, and that's fine. I have a flight to catch anyway, so we'll wrap up here in just a second. But to hear that that quote at the end, yeah, it's disheartening for sure. Uh, well, <laughs> you'd rather him have a broken heart than a broken body, I guess, at this point, or a broken spirit. Um, but he is he is up against it, and uh, this is certainly a survival of the fittest type situation, and he continues to have to survive that offensive line week in and week out. Well, I guess we'll fly back to Nashville. I guess we'll do three hours of this tomorrow on the radio show. We'll talk about a variety of different things that we didn't have time to cover here this evening. 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, whether we're talking draft or we're talking football. <laughs> sure as hell. God, the balls this weekend, too. Jesus. <laughs> you guys, you guys, sports teams got to give me something to work with here. It was a real struggle during the last, last calendar year. Real, real, <laughs> real uphill lift, but that's okay. We'll get through it with you and we will get through it together and uh we will commiserate amongst each other tomorrow morning from 10 a.m to 1 p.m on 104.5 the zone just back at it at 8 p.m tomorrow night in nashville for another episode of primetime see you guys <laughs>